Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Philadelphia Experience podcast. I'm your host David Kolosic. Today I had the privilege to speak with Bruno Rachki about his six-month internship at Roche in Rentrefaz. We spoke about his beginnings, how he found this internship, the interview process, and he shared his experiences on how it was to move abroad to Switzerland and all the challenges that came with it. He gave us a lot of insights in the world of Rentrefaz, how it works, his day-to-day work, and why it's so important part of the pharmaceutical industry. This podcast is interesting for anyone who is curious about RectoRFS, how it works, why it's important, and for anyone who wants to move abroad. I hope you find this podcast interesting. Enjoy! I'm here in Zagreb, Croatia with my friend Bruno Rachki. Hello. Hi. It's nice seeing you again. It's been quite a long time. Yeah. How you been? Well, pretty good. Pretty good. I uh, recently uh, defended my thesis. Uh, and now I'm actually waiting for my internship uh, in community pharmacy and hospital pharmacy to start. Congratulations. So now you have um, almost your career ahead of you, don't you? Yeah, we could say something like that. You've done your first internship in Roche in Switzerland. You've done some regular fairs, haven't you? Yes, it was a six-month uh, internship in Roche in Basel in Switzerland. You went from Croatia to Switzerland. How did you find out about this position? How did you apply? How did this whole process work for you? Well, this internship was advertised via Facebook, both by EPSA and our local and national association, CPSA. When I read the offer for the internship, I was really interested. I immediately started researching about the company, researching about the field I was, I was applying for, the regulatory affairs. Well, and then I just applied. I sent out my CV, my certificates, my motivational letter, done some questions, some kind of a quizzes uh, they were asking me to do. And after that, I had several uh, interviews. Uh, the first one was my then future mentor and an HR specialist. After that, I had three consecutive meetings with uh, various people from the department I worked in later. Did uh, you have to go there physically? Did you have everything on Skype or some online meeting? How was it? Everything was done online. I know several people that also uh, pursued their internship offers in in Roche, for example, and some of them lived closer to Switzerland. For example, I'm from Croatia, but I had one friend from Austria that went there in person, physically, did everything online. So everything was done either through Skype or through Google Hangouts uh, platform. How were these interviews? Was it, what kind of questions were they asking you? Were they kind of soft skill based questions? Were they technical questions? What kind of questions did you get and how did you prepare for these interviews? I never had such an, such an experience, such a chance to have uh, an interview with something that important for someone that is a student. I asked my uh, EPSA mentor, which was you at the time, I asked you about the process of the internship, the questions that they can ask me how to prepare. You gave me some tips. What you actually told me was to research as much as I can about the company, to think of some, let's say, questions that are kind of frequent on these kind of interests, like uh, where do you see yourself in five to ten years, what would you like to do, what is your background, Uh, how much did you cover this field? Uh, during your studies, during your lectures. Uh, And what I was also asked was about my leadership positions and leadership uh, experiences. 
at a time I didn't have many, but I had some. But I think this internship really inspired me to uh, pursue uh, leadership positions, for example, in my uh, National Association CPSA later when I became the president. This was something that I never actually thought about, but after uh, having a chance to work in such a motivating uh, environment, uh, I was really motivated to pursue these kind of experiences and I really talked with my uh, supervisor, with my boss, uh, Martin, and he really told me a lot about it and I really liked it. Coming a little bit back, you've mentioned that you were active in these associations, in the CPSA, which is the Croatian Pharmaceutical Students Association. What inspired you, what motivated you to get involved? Well, uh, in the beginnings, I just applied to be a part of one public health campaign. It was the antibiotic awareness campaign. And I really liked the people I worked with and this whole atmosphere of being involved in something else than just studying. I got connected with uh, one of my very good friends now. His name is Franjo Cajic. He was some sort of a role model for me. I wanted to be like him. I started, let's say, copying him, what he was doing, and uh, he really motivated and inspired me to pursue something else. Uh, he kind of guided me into the things I really wanted. After these uh, first initial um, projects I was involved in, I pursued uh, some positions. At first I was the IT coordinator for CPSA and then the secretary general. I think the latter, the secretary general position, was key component of why I got even accepted for uh, internship in Roche, because I worked with documents, I worked with finances, I worked on a very responsible position and I did it as best as I could. I learned a lot because we didn't have any kind of courses on the faculty about finances, about uh, archives, about documentation in general and I learned here really a lot. It was mostly the soft skills that you developed in all these associations which, which really helped you first of all passing the interview, right? And then in your, in your, in your workplace. Yes, uh, the soft skills I developed through my association work really helped me a lot with my interview and also later with the real working environment in Roche. What I'm also grateful for uh, is the chance of uh, becoming a EPSA soft skills trainer. I went on the training new trainers education in Oslo in Norway. Actually only one week uh, prior to my beginning of the internship in Switzerland. And to be honest, I was really scared about going abroad because I never lived abroad, I never lived alone, I lived with my parents. Uh, and this uh, one week of education, this one week of being involved with other international students really provided me with good confidence of both my abilities and uh, my English skills, which was mandatory language for my internship in Switzerland. I sadly don't know German, uh, and the German for this position that I worked in, the regulatory affairs, uh, was not mandatory. How were you beginning in Switzerland? So you mentioned that you've never lived abroad, all of a sudden, 20-something year old, coming to Switzerland, new life, new people, new... everything is new. We could maybe say that I felt some kind of freedom because for the first time I was alone with myself and I knew that everything that I 
do or not do that I will be responsible for it. This was really a liberating experience. But on the other hand, as I already mentioned that I lived with my parents as I uh, study in the same uh, city where I live in, I didn't know much. Before I went to, before I moved to Switzerland, uh, I asked my parents, my friends to uh, to show me how to cook, how to clean, how to iron and everything. And actually the first month of my internship was the hardest uh, because it was accommodation to the life alone in Switzerland. Of course, everything was new to me in uh, on the job, in the industry. I was, let's say, a small kid that stepped on the campus of Roche and I saw all these high glass modern buildings and I understood where I was at that moment. And now coming to your professional life, you started as, well, in regulatory affairs, now, regular affairs is so wide, there's so many different options that you can take. So maybe we can begin with what you did. Uh, to start with this, uh, during our studies, we only mentioned regulatory affairs and we only mentioned the Common Technical Document or CTD, which is the pyramid that is quite kind of known. For this internship, the prior experience in any field of pharmacy or pharmaceutical industry was not mandatory. The kind of point and the kind of goal of this internship was to uh, create a person from scratch into someone that can work on their own, that uh, knows a lot, that has a lot of experience, which was my case. As I already said, we really didn't uh, cover that much during our studies. And when I came there, I learned everything from scratch. Also, as I already mentioned, the first month was challenging both privately and professionally. And along with everything that, the accommodating to new life, uh, to new work, we also had a lot of trainings and educations. They, they as Roche, as company, they provided us with uh, a lot of lectures, both internal and if I can maybe say external, internal in terms that uh, we would need to learn how to behave at Roche, uh, what to do, what is the culture uh, and similar. Uh, but externally I mean here about the business itself, about the field itself. Now regulatory affairs is a really broad term as you already mentioned. What I was mainly doing was PTR, Pharma Technical Regulatory. As I've, I've, as I've understood Every company has their own concept of regulatory affairs. Roche has its own, for example, also in Switzerland, Novartis has its own and other companies as well. In Roche, the regulatory affairs department uh, was divided into PTR, the Pharma Technical Regulatory, and PDR, the Pharma Development Regulatory. Uh, development regulatory was mostly focused on developing new products, and registering new products, while technical regulatory uh, covered mostly the technical part of already existing drugs on the market. Inside this technical regulatory affairs, we also had uh, small molecules and large molecules division. Large molecules was mostly biologics, small molecules were every other normal everyday molecules. People think that regulatory affairs is all about documentation, you just compile documents and then you send them, send them to agencies and you hope that they approve it. What's your view on this? Let's say, what was your view on regulatory affairs before you went to Roche 
and then how this view changed as you worked. Before I came to Roche, I really had no ideas or expectations about regulatory affairs. Uh, I'm a kind of a person that likes new challenges and uh, I like to try and learn new things. So this was actually, I was really, um, I was really excited about this new possibility for learning something else and something not every day, non-everyday. After these six months, I can conclude that regulatory affairs make things happen. So it's, maybe I can say it's kind of a, a legal, but not strictly legal. And whatever happens in pharmaceutical uh, industry has to go through regulatory. For example, if you want to move the production of your uh, medicine to another country or maybe to another uh, factory inside the country, if you find a new impurity, if you want to change the excipient, if you want anything new, everything, anything different uh, for your product, for your medicine, it has to go for regulatory affairs and it has to be communicated with regulatory agencies and of course they have to approve it. Uh, regulatory affairs in both ways, so both the industry and the legislative part, the goal of this is to provide as safe, as effective and as best possible uh, medicines, best possible products uh, for people. And this is the point of why even regulatory affairs exist. They have to ensure that everything is all right. Everything you do, it has to be reported. And by reporting everything, we can really ensure our patients get the best possible care. What I did as an intern in Pharmatechnical Regulatory of Roche was that I was helping out everyone in my department with their daily jobs. This way I could see and I could experience a lot of jobs, a lot of tasks that you can do within regulatory affairs. Not only that it gives me, gives, not only that it gives you uh, some kind of width and uh, you see this whole scope of the regulatory, you really learn a lot and you really experience a lot of things that you can do. For example, one of the most prominent things that I was doing was writing uh, cover letters and applications forms for EMA, the European Medicines Agency. And uh, another project that I was uh, really involved in was the analysis of trends in regulatory agencies worldwide. In this project, I mainly analyzed the durations of, durations of processes of submitting variations in different countries. For example, some countries need less than six months to approve a variation, whereas some countries need five years, for example. Wow. This was also, this is also really educative because it, I need to think critically about it. For example, in some countries, uh, some countries waited for several var variations to pile up so they can file them all together, while others just send the variations as they come. This is really interesting to see trends in different countries, really worldwide. What, also, what was also interesting for me to see is that uh, there, uh, there was a database of, uh, ans of questions that were asked before and the kind of answers that regulatory agencies uh, provided. This was some sort of knowledge database of Roche and experiences of Roche with regulatory agencies, which I think is a really great asset for the company. It seems as these six months you've learned a lot, didn't you? You haven't just 
felt or experienced regulatory affairs, you've experienced the whole pharmaceutical industry pretty much, haven't you? Yes. Uh, what was also a great thing about uh, Roche and my internship there was that we had a lot of tours of the production manufacturing sites of Roche. Roche has several manufacturing sites near Basel, some are in Basel on the campus, some are a bit outside of Basel, and we visited them all. And uh, I've seen how sterile products were manufactured, I've also seen how regular tablets, regular pills were also manufactured. I've also seen the testing facilities for both uh, quality control and insurance. My roommate uh, worked in uh, research and development and I also visited him in his department and I could see what uh, also he was doing. It must be fascinating because you've done this as a student, so coming back home to your university, you finally understood all the textbooks you were reading, right? So now you could put all the blocks together and it all made sense, didn't it? Yes. So now coming back home after six months, how was it coming back to university, coming back to the association, etc.? You also, you mentioned before that you decided to take a, a role of a leadership that you never imagined you would do and that your internship in Roche inspired you to do something like this, to take this responsibility and continue with this mindset back home. So how did this internship change you and how did you then continue with your studies and with your professional life here? For starters, it was really weird to be back home. I remember when I took several days off to get back home to uh, Zagreb, to my hometown. I went on the main square and all of a sudden it felt so big because Basel is such actually a small city. Uh, the buildings were not so monumental, so huge and coming back home to Zagreb was really uh, different this time. When I returned back to faculty, as you've already said, uh, this internship really opened my eyes. Uh, I actually understood why I was learning some things, why we are studying this, why we are studying that, why we have to know uh, some values, why we have to know to use some software, for example. I was as I previously said, I was really motivated, I was really energized by all this uh, productive environment of uh, Roche and Switzerland. And I somehow wanted to continue being in this kind of environment. As I've said before, I took a leadership position, I became the president of uh, CPSA because I really wanted uh, some change. I wanted for our students to experience something that I experienced. And we were really focused uh, on providing our members, our students, as much possibilities as they can. Because everything you do besides learning, besides studying, is what differentiates you from others. Uh, if you are studying pharmacy, you are mostly going to be masters of pharmacy when you graduate, maybe you will be doctors of pharmacy, depending on where you are but you will all be the same, you will all be masters or doctors of pharmacy. What really differentiates you from others is what you did during your studies. If you pursued uh, scientific work, if you've been on an internship, if you did some projects, everything that you do during your studies makes you more valuable. Makes you more valuable, makes you richer, uh, and makes you, I can maybe say happier. And it also shows to the employers that you have this drive, you have this curiosity. It's not just about studying, it's also about 
pursuing your passions, isn't it? And it makes it much easier this way to, to get employed, isn't it? Yes, employers really value what you do besides your studies because it shows to them that you are motivated, it shows to them uh, that you are willing to work, uh, it shows to them that you are also willing to take extra tasks and uh, let's say provide the company with extra benefit, added value to the company, to the work you are doing. I fully agree with you and I, I've seen the same in my experience. I've done quite quite some job interviews and they always look for these kind of profiles because like you've mentioned, after you graduate, we all have the same paper, we have the same certificate. What really makes a difference is all the additional things you've done as a student. Now looking in the future, so now you have successfully defended your thesis, you have six months of your internship, then you have to pass your state exam to become a pharmacist. What would you like to do? How would you like to start your professional journey, your professional career? As I've said, I am someone that likes uh, to try out new things, new experiences, new uh, learning possibilities. During all of these period of the internship and post-internship as a president in leadership positions, I think I decided that I am really interested in the field of pharmaceutical marketing. This is something that I'm really passionate about and I, like to, I would like to pursue positions in marketing. I'm now planning to apply for another kind of these positions that I had in Switzerland, the international uh, internship or entry level uh, job when I graduate. And you, you mentioned that you found the Roche internship via Facebook. Yeah. A little bit of your luck, it just kind of came up to you, right? How do you plan to find your job now? Do you have a, a, a contact in Roche or just going to the website? What, what would be your best way to find your, your new job in pharmaceutical marketing? Because now you're also changing the field you want to work in. You worked in regulatory affairs and you want, now you want to change the completely different field. Okay, so let's focus on the latter. Of course, everyone that you meet during your internship, uh, you should stay connected with the people you meet. I'm, I still communicate with my mentors, with my uh, boss, with, with people I met during my stay in Basel. Uh, I actually even went in May uh, in Basel uh, to visit them and we went on lunch. Uh, we talked about our plans, what was going on in the office and stuff. You should really stay connected with the people because they can also recommend you to someone else. For example, as you said, I'm now completely changing my field. Maybe they know someone else. Maybe they can also recommend yourself to someone else because they've seen the way you work and you can also then work well in another uh, setting. Now regarding the research of new positions, yes, it came by chance, it came by luck, I found it accidentally and it changed my life. Later I was also researching similar positions both in Roche and other companies and it was, let's say, a bit hard because this position just came to me and I applied for it, but when I was looking for something else, it was a bit challenging. I needed to research more thoroughly, I needed to see the start date, the end date, a lot, lot of details. Pharmadelic basically serves you the opportunities right on a similar plate in front of you, uh, because every day you get at least one position available somewhere. Maybe it's good for you, maybe it's not, you wait for something else. 
for example, if you don't research for quite some time, you can always go back, you can see the past announcements. You can still, even actually, if you don't find what you're looking for, but you like the field, you like the company, you can visit the link provided in the message. And you can then research by yourself some other possibilities in that company or that field. That is really beneficial because for some companies, it is a bit hard to find the careers page, or if you're a student, it is kind of hard to find the internship positions. And by having this link serve in front of you, it makes it more easier. And I think that's the vision that we have. What we want to achieve is we want to make your life as easy as possible, that you don't have to waste your time searching all the websites and understanding which job positions you can actually apply for and which you cannot, because sometimes it's a bit complicated. So what we're trying to achieve is we just want you to be passive. You don't have to actively look for things. You just get a message every day, and then if you like something, you check it, and that's it. Eventually, you might be the lucky one who gets the next internship. Bruno, I would like to thank you for this interview. I think it was a very nice chat. Um, we've learned something new about regulatory about your life. I wish you all the best in your future, wherever it is. And let's keep in touch. Okay, sure. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me to uh, be in this podcast. It was really an honor and privilege uh, to share my experience with you, all of you. And uh, yeah, keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. Thank you for listening to the Pharmadelic Experience Podcast. You can follow Pharmadelic on Instagram and Facebook at Pharmadelic and follow me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, David Kolosic. You can also subscribe to our Telegram channel at Pharmadelic to be the first one to receive entry-level job listings, career advice and similar directly to your mobile every day. I hope you enjoyed the content and if you did, please help us out by writing a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on your favorite platform to always keep up. Catch you next time. This is David signing off.